This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we are on Sports Radio 810 WHB, our flagship station here in Kansas City. Look forward to doing the show with you today, as we do every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. We're live in our studios in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas. And with my board engineer, Cavell, we're ready to take your calls and get into discussions with you about the mental side of sports. You know, I've been doing this show... I'm in my 32nd year on the radio, my 22nd year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I love doing this show because we get into topics about mindsets, attitudes, sportsmanship, preparation, visualization, relationships. Um, and it blows my mind, the stuff that I hear from people during the week in response to the shows that, that, that we do. And... You know, I'm in my 42nd year of work. I worked at every level from the Olympics and professionals down to youth sports. Co-authored a book with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And quite frankly, the, the more I talk to people, the more I'm beginning to think this should become man- mandatory reading for anybody who coaches youth sports. Last week, I had a mother on the show. She called in for the whole show. Her son is a client of mine. He's 17. He's a baseball player. And to put it just just blankly stated, her son is verbally has been verbally abused by the guy who runs the organization and substitutes the t- uh, coaching the team. F-bombs him continually. Now, he's 17 years old. A lot of people, oh, come on. He's t- 17. He's got to be tough. <laughs> tough it up. <laughs> well, you know what? What is what what do you get out of that when you're teaching kids and he's still a kid how to play sports? How do you want to motivate them? Now, if somebody's misbehaving or acting out, that's a whole other deal. So, of course, I've received several emails and messages during the week, as I do from each show. In fact, I got an email from Australia this week. From, a, from someone who listens to the show. I've encouraged him. He coaches in Australia, says he listens to the podcast, wants to call into the show, says because this show needs to be listened to by everybody who coaches kids at any level. Of course, I got a, an email from a, a parent of a college baseball player whose son was told this by the pitching coach when he came into a game and walked somebody. Grow the blank up and throw strikes. We're going to replace every one of you because you effing suck. Okay. 
I understand that coaches get frustrated. I understand that they get irritated. But tell me what the benefit of that is. Okay, and I'm going to have Cavell jump in here in a second and get his opinion. Because he's got one. I I understand that a coach's job is to teach, guide, direct, motivate, discipline. But a coach's job is also to be a psychologist and, and, and a good listener and a motivator. And I understand that coaches get frustrated. Believe me, I've seen it. I saw it with the Olympic team, and I work with our Olympic cycling team. We won nine medals in the 1984 Olympics, had not won any in 72 years. Our coach was from Poland, and believe me, he got frustrated with a lot of things leading up to that. I've worked with college coaches who have lost it. I've been around youth sports as a parent and also in my work where I've seen coaches lose it. And that's where, you know, you got to draw the line. Okay? I get at the professional level, when you make it to that level, you first of all, anybody who plays professional sports has survived. In our society now, they've survived youth sports. Anybody who makes it to the pros has survived youth sports. I work with pro soccer players. I work with pro baseball players. I work with NFL players. And they've all agreed with me. Yeah, Doc, I, I survived. Every one of them has told me, Along the way, there was some coach who was not the best verbally. And their response pretty much was, I'm, I'm out of here with this person. I need someone who's going to push me and challenge me. And I want to be pushed and challenged. But I don't need to be insulted. I have a saying. I should probably make a t-shirt out of this. A good coach checks his or her ego at the door. It's not about them. It's about the players. So I want to open up our phone lines. It's early. I want to get some calls in here. If you are an athlete, how do you feel about a coach just cussing you out, ripping you, insulting you, and degrading you? I know for some people that does work. It does work for some people. But we're talking about a very small percentage. For most people, to be talked to like that is insulting and degrading. Now, if you're not playing right, if you're screwing up, if you're if you're not following the rules, that's one thing. But if you're out there and you're trying, and that's how you get coached, tell me the benefit of that. If somebody can tell me the benefit of that, I want to hear it. 913-3810, 810's our number. If you're an athlete and you've had a coach talk to you that way, did it help or what did it do? Most people say, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm out of here. You know, if you have a teacher, you know, here's the analogy I like to use. You're in class and you're taking your math test and you missed 10 questions. Did the teacher come up and F-bomb you then? You effing suck because you can't answer the questions right? I mean, it's the same thing. What's that going to do? I'm just, I'm just, you know, I know there are people out there that say what I say is a, is, is a bunch of BS, too, because, oh, come on, you got to toughen these kids up. We have a bunch of kids that are patsies. They they're, have helicopter parents. And, yeah, there's that stuff going on. But I'm, I'm getting at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this more and more and more about coaches who think they can cuss kids out. Kids. 
insult them, cut them down, when they're playing rec baseball, when they're playing youth soccer. I'm not talking about Sporting KC or the U.S. men's national team. I'm talking about kids. So I want to hear from you if you're a parent and you've had a coach do this to your son or daughter. What did you say or what did you do? If you're a coach, what's your what's your philosophy on this? Do you do you think, you know, cursing, cussing, whatever the word we want to use here, degrading kids. Let's talk, talk it that way. Degrading kids works. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'm a little fired up about this today because I'm tired of hearing this stuff. It's like, what's the benefit of cussing out a 12-year-old boy for striking out? What's the benefit of insulting a 14-year-old girl because she missed the goal? She The ball got shot over the goal. I understand coaches get disappointed. Believe me, I've seen it. Like I said, I, I, I was with the Olympic team. Our coach defected from Poland. He was a very, very difficult guy to deal with. But everybody learned how to deal with him. But that was the Olympic team. But we had to deal with stuff there, too. I had I had a big scenario with, with our head coach once about the way he treated the women on the team. It became a, a, a pretty intense meeting. But he was basically told by the head of United States Cycling, you've got to cut this out or you're not you're out of here. You can't treat people this way. And these were adult women who were national team cyclists and and many on the Olympic team. But he thought you cussed at him, you insulted him, you you made derogatory comments about them being women, and I I wouldn't stand for it. I said, You can't do that. All right, nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. You've had a coach who's been abusive. I want to hear from you if you're a parent and your son or daughter's had a coach who has verbally abused them. What do you do? How do you react? What do you say? And if you're a coach and you've seen another coach, you don't talk to kids this way, but you've seen another coach do this, what do you do? Do you say something to them? Are you afraid to say something to them? you think they're going to deck you? Because I know a lot of people are. Are you going to get in a conversation with them after the game and say, listen, can we talk about something? How do you handle these situations? I know it's early. We normally get loaded up with calls at the end of the show, but I want to see if someone's going to call up now and comment on this. 913-3810-810 is the number. All right, Cavell, let me get your thoughts on this. So from my personal experience, I had a coach, I had coaches in high school that, did the yelling and the berating and the, you know, yeah, you know, like what, what you're well, describing. I was just saying. Yes, what you were describing. And so for me, my dad wasn't a yeller. He didn't yell. He didn't cuss and do that. So when the coaches did it, it bothered me. You know, I'm not, you know, and still to this day, I don't like being yelled at, you know, so. Well, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I don't think there there are some people that like it, mm-hmm. but most people don't like being yelled at and degraded. It's It's. Yeah. Not the way we normally motivate people, although it can motivate a small percentage. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, so like, well, I guess to sum up what I'm saying, where it didn't take a 10 minute soliloquy here. So like, I felt like I was sensitive 
and being talked to that way or being coached that way. So, like, what I wish I could because I wanted to play football. So what I wish I was able to do is, okay, this comes with the territory and being and able to, to deal with it. Because I think sports is a microcosm. Is that the right word? I think it's a. That's a, correct. I think it's a small version of like life. So, so, so like anything, if you want to do this, this is what you have to put up with. And if you don't, you go do something else, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. And, and I have no problem with. Getting on a, 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 an athlete when they've messed up, but how do you motivate kids? How do you motivate kids? F bombing ten year olds doesn't do it. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. Well, but most coaches aren't good. Well, th- you're right. There's the problem. Yeah, that, yeah. and that's why, quite frankly, I'm going to promote myself again. That's why they all need to read my book. Yeah, Our, the, because the book we wrote, it's been called "The Bible of Youth Sports" by Ben Sherwood of, of Mojo Sports. He said, every coach needs to read your book, Dr. Jacobs, because you hit it on the head. And I think we did, because we talk about how to coach kids. How, And this is not just from me. Jeff Montgomery is the Kansas City Royals all-time closer. He coached my oldest son, and I watched him do that. Peter Malone is in the USA Swimming Hall of Fame, coached a number of Olympians, a number of Olympian gold medalists. I worked with him for 30 years with his team, and he coached my youngest son. And he would get on kids. Let me tell you, I watched him get on kids hard. But he always told them afterwards, you know, they knew he was doing it because he, he cared about it. Now, you've, 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 you've got to learn as a co- coaches need to be educated about how to motivate. But the ones that need it, they don't think they need to go seek out the information. Of course not. Why they're not good coaches. Yeah, so, well, so the good coaches, they'll go read it, but they're already good coaches. And see, but see the ones. Here's the problem: the ones who intimidate, and they they they, they survive. Everybody's scared of them, so people won't go say anything to them. They're they're scared, and so these guys survive. I mean, this guy that runs the organization of the the, the mom was on last week. The guy that runs that organization, I've heard from two other people who've been involved in that organization and left, and said. There's no way my son will ever go back on that team because that organization, excuse me, because the guy who runs it is a, is, 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 is a terrible person. He treats people awful. Now, there's an organization called Safe Sport that exists for people to turn, turn people in to do this. I don't know how their process works. In terms of disciplining people, I know there's a gymnastics coach here in town who's been under investigation by them for a long time. I don't know what's happened from that. He's been accused of all kinds of things. So the question is, what do you do? I think there has to be, you know, get your thoughts on this before we go to our first break here. I think you, coaches need, in addition to learning how to have the X's and O's or how to, how to draw plays, Coaches need to be educated about talking to kids, about motivating kids, about how to di- where does the disciplines come in. And I understand that you've got to discipline kids. You, I'm not talking about free for all here. When kids are acting out, that's I'm not what I'm getting at. But when a, a softball pitcher walks the, the the bases loaded and the and the coach comes out and cusses her out and takes her out of the game and calls her names, what is the benefit of that? 
That's the point I'm trying to get at here, because this happens a lot. And a lot of people, oh, come on, it's going to toughen her. No, that sticks in her head. And the next time she goes out to pitch, she's going to be scared about that happening again. So, and not to cut you off, but sometimes my thought process on that is a bit different just because, like, I think it depends on what level you're playing. You know, like, even in youth sports, I believe it's like bitty ball where it's non-competitive. Then it's the, then it's the mildly competitive. And then there's traveling ultra-competitive. So I think whatever if your expectations are different, I think the coach should come at people differently if you're on the traveling team than if you're on the, you know, just the rec I, team. I can't disagree with you on that at all, except <clears throat> I don't care what the level is. Where does mental toughness become mental abuse? Okay? Well, see, and, that's and, the and, slippery slope. <laughs> well, but but that to me is where the language that you use, the degrading comments you use, the insults that you use, I don't care what level. I work with the Kansas City Royals five years. I work with all-star players. I work with NFL players who are all pro. I work with soccer players who are world-class. They've all told me, all, all these people, not everyone, but at, at all these different sports, I've had people tell me about situations where they've been abused and, and how it's stuck with them. I mean, I'm talking about Major League Baseball players who have told me, one guy told me about a coach he had who just was abusive to him as a teenager, and his father stepped in and, and said, that's it, we're off this team. You're not gonna, And he said, you'll never coach my son again. Turn him into the league. Now, nothing ever happened because the guy won. His son went on to play. It was a pitch, major league pitcher. And he told me, he says, Doc, that's in the back of my head. When I screw up, it's always in the back of my head. Is Trey, Trey Helman, the manager, the role. Is Trey going to come out and yell at me? Now, Trey, Trey Helman didn't do that. But it was in the back of his head that that was going to happen. So my point, <clears throat> my point is that, you know, coaches need to sit down and think about is that how I want to be talked to? You know, and, and I think there's there's got to be some kind of understanding and training for coaches at the youth level, and I mean even even to the traveling team level, because you're still language is strong, and the language you use is very strong, and how it hurts kids and leaves an impact on them. It's, it's, it's like embedded in cement in their head. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're a parent. And you've had to deal with an abusive situation with your kids' sports or as a coach. Our phone number is 913 I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an athlete. This is a very important topic. We talk about it a lot on this show, but it's becoming more and more of an issue. And we need to come up with a way to solve it. So give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And this is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. My topic today is this. Coaching kids. Where does coaching become abusive? As a parent, when you have a coach who's getting verbally abusive with your kids, what do you do? If you're an athlete and you have a coach who's being abusive with you, what do you do? And if you're a coach 
And you see other coaches being abusive. What do you do? Like I said, last week we I had a mother call up. The whole show was with her talking about her son, at 17, who has the owner of the team, the baseball team, coaches her son's team sometimes when that coach has to work. And the, guys, the guy just throws F-bombs out all over the place, insults kids, gets angry at them, and make an error, make a mistake. My question is, how does that motivate somebody? How does that help somebody to get better? All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. Let's go to our first call of the morning. Let's talk to Ed. Ed, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I grew up playing baseball since I was five. And um, I played, you know, I played um, high school baseball, um, played college baseball, and then um, I ended up um, getting drafted. And I played uh, with um, the Astro Affiliates, um, their triple-A team out in Tucson, Arizona. And... Um, I had one coach that he was really hard on us. And he said he's hard on us to make us get better. And, um, but he would cuss. And, uh, I never quit a baseball team in my entire life. And, uh, my mom would always come to all my baseball games. My dad couldn't come to my ball games because he, he worked for the railroad. He worked from 3 to 11, so he could never get to my ball games. And this coach, would he just cuss at us. And my mom said, just quit. And I said, Mom, I've never quit anything in my entire life. And she goes, she goes, I'll support you in any way I can. I bring you to all these ball games. And eventually, four of us quit the team, and we were starters. This is at the AAA level? Well, <laughs> it actually started in high school. And I won't give you our coach's name, um, but we were a good baseball team. And um, and I just I just kind of figured that's just the way it is. And um, I I never figured coaches could get that discipline, but I I used to wrestle, and um, I played football. And um, we would have practices in football at 6 a.m. in the morning, then go to our class, get out at 2 o'clock, go back to practice. And then on Friday nights, we'd play games. And, you know, I was always active in sports, but my coach in football was the best coach I've ever had. Why? He He never yelled at us. And he just said, he said, the best thing that you can ever do to become a good player is to have discipline. Well, years ago, Ed, a, an elderly woman that I knew, 
once said, you know, you get more with honey than vinegar. And she said, if you really want people to listen to you, talk quietly. Don't yell. Yeah. And say, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. What do you think about that? I, well, I used to, I, when I got out of sports, I, I ran a business. I had a 164 stores and over 3,000 employees. And, and you cussed at all of them, didn't you, Ed? Never. <laughs> yeah, right. The majority of the women, the majority of my employees were women. Because <laughs> you tell a woman to do something, they get it all done. You tell a guy to do something, and all he would do is just look at planograms out of the book. <laughs> he never would never read it. <laughs> all right, so how, how did you motivate them then? Um, did you have I to told, cuss? Did you have to cuss at them? No, I used to promote women, and I would promote women, and they I go look. You can be a great, you can be a great general manager. You can be a great market manager. I, I moved, I moved up from manager to market manager to divisional vice president, and it just it took a lot of years and a lot of time. But it's just being proactive about what you do in your life. All right. So let me ask this question, Ed. How? What happened with baseball? You said you made it to the AAA level. What happened? I um. We were playing the Toledo Mud Hens, and I rounded second base and um, busted my right knee and my right ankle at the same time. So that was the end of it. And yeah, and they operated on me three times, and it just it just never healed. All right. Well, they, I'm sorry about that. Let me ask this question: the the verbal abuse that you got, you still remember it? Yes, I do. And what kind of an impact has it? Here's my point, why I'm bringing this up today. What kind of an impact has it had on you in your life? Um, How I treated my two daughters when I grew up. I had two beautiful daughters. And um, I was just, I'd take them to the park. I'd take them to worlds of fun. I'd, I'd just take them. Anywhere that they wanted to go, they always liked ice cream. I always remember that. <laughs> so, you know, they're the joy of my life. I've got pictures of them all over my house. Well, listen, I want to thank you for calling in, Ed. And I'm glad you've got two wonderful daughters. And it sounds like this scenario you had with baseball has, has molded and shaped you as, as a person, as a boss, as a father. And, oh, and I, I love I love coaching kids because kids are they don't know no better. They do what you tell them to do, and um, some parents get mad and, and stuff. But I never yell at kids. There's no reason to. Well, they're just growing up. It's, it, if if you're out there coaching, it's one thing if they're misbehaving, doing all that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about making mistakes when you're playing. So listen, yeah, th- thank- yeah. Making making a mistake is just common error. It's it's not something you intend to do. You know, I've made several errors in my baseball career. I play I played third base. They they always wanted me to play um, shortstop, and I don't know why because they said I had a strong arm, and then they wanted me to pitch, and then I tried pitching, and I said I just want to play third base. 
<laughs> I grew up watching, and this is a long time ago because I know I'm a lot older than you, but I always grew up watching Brooks Robinson for the Baltimore Orioles. And I always liked him. And he was just one of the greatest third basemen I ever seen. So I said, well, I'm going to play third base. So that's what really got me started in baseball, playing third. Well, you had, obviously, a lot of fun with it, and you learned a lot. Listen, Ed, thank you for calling in this morning. I appreciate you sharing your story with us. You take care of yourself. Thank you, sir. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. The topic today is this, abusive, abusive coaching. Okay, where where do you draw the line with motivating the kids you're coaching and getting abusive? All right, I've, I've shared some stuff here about the, the show we had last week with the mom who, who was on the whole show about her son's 17-year-old, the owner of the, the club that he plays for, who sometimes has to coach for the, the coach of the team because he has to work another job, who just F-bombs the kids all the time. And her son said, I, I just want to, I, I can't deal with this anymore. I mean, I strike out and I'm yelled at and cussed at like that. Okay. I, I've had pro athletes, I've had Olympians that I've worked with who, and a lot of people say, well, it toughened them up. No, I've had a lot of them tell me that in the back of their mind, there's this fear that they've been living with about getting yelled at again or cursed at degraded insulted because they screw up because that happened when they were younger now they happen to be physically talented and mentally were able to get through it but it's still stuck in their head verbal abuse for kids playing sports is unacceptable toughening kids up is one thing but getting abusive i'd like to hear from somebody who's going to tell me that their son or daughter was verbally abused by, abused by a coach and, and it made him better. Cursed at, yelled at, insulted, degraded, and made him better. I just don't think it does. Okay? I, I, I understand, and we're not talking about behaviors, you know, acting out, doing stupid things. I'm talking about you, you, you missed a shot on goal or you struck out or you missed a shot. I, today, we have the whole issue with social media also. So when you screw up, when you screw up, everybody sees it. You know, everything's videoed. Everybody's watching. And, you know, I've got kids I see, high school kids I see, who sometimes are afraid to go back to school after they've screwed up. <laughs> because... They'll get derogatory things said to them. You you lost the game because you struck out, or we lost the game because you, you missed the shot. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from a coach. I know their coach is listening because I get feedback throughout the week. If you coach kids, how do you coach them in a positive way? What's the best way to coach them? If you've coached kids and there are other coaches who are being derogatory and negative to their team, how do you know that that's one great question? And Cavell, I want you to answer this one. You're you're 
coaching, I'm not saying you're doing it, but if you were coaching, and the coach in the other team is cursing his kids out, what do you do? What do you do then? Well, from from experience, I try to get some of those players that he's coaching <laughs> because they keep beating us. <laughs> and typically, those you know those coaches that treated the players differently are the coaches that have a revolving door. They have a they have a large list of guys that are waiting to be on the team and ready to take that abuse. You know, and most coaching is, most coaches don't necessarily have that. If that makes sense. Well, let's go to a break. My cough is coming back here. Let's go to a break. And I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, what's the best way to coach your your team? And if you've seen verbal abuse by another coach, say in the game you're playing, what do you do? What do you say? And your team sees it. How do you handle that with your team? Do you talk to them about it? Our phone number is... Is 913-3810-810. This is a very important topic because it affects everybody who plays when you see it and you hear it. All right, 913 is the number. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach. You've seen other coaches verbally abuse kids. What do you do? Do you say something to them? Do you ignore it? Do you walk away? What do you say to the kids you're coaching when they hear that? This stuff leaves a big impact on a lot of kids who play sports. 913 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm still getting over a little cough here, so excuse me for that little raspiness in my voice. And the topic today is this. Where where does coaching become abusive? Where if you're a coach and you see other coaches being verbally abusive to their kids. Do you do anything? Do you say anything? How do you handle that? You know, I mentioned Last week on the show, I had a mother call in for the whole show. We talked about her, as I mentioned, her 17-year-old son plays baseball who has the owner of the club who coaches the team just F-bombs everybody and and F-bombs her son continually, striking out. So her son's gotten to the point where, I don't don't want to play it. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Baseball's, I love baseball and I want to have fun with it, but. I'm not striking out on purpose. I'm not, you know, making a bad play on purpose. So my point is, if, if you're a coach, what's the benefit that you get personally by yelling at the kids and cussing at them, insulting them? Our phone number is 913 like I said, I'd love to hear from a coach and get your perspective on this. I've worked with professional teams, Olympic teams, college teams. I've seen coaches go on tirades. But the good coaches who will go on a tirade will not direct it at an individual. 
And afterwards, they will talk to the team about they're frustrated and they're not directing it at any of these kids individually. They're just frustrated. But they don't cuss them out. I mean, the, the, when you want to motivate a kid to play a sport, like I said, how often do you have a teacher cuss out their kids because they missed five questions on the math test? It's, it's the same analogy. Well, you're stupid. You're dumb. You're effing dumb because you, you six and six is not 13. What's wrong with you? I don't see it being that much different, but I'd like, you know, I'd like to hear from you. 913-3810-810. So, Cavell, go ahead and jump in there. Okay, so I have a just a small example. I used to coach my brother. He plays college ball now. But I used to coach my brother, and I coached him up until eighth grade. No, seventh or eighth grade. And I know when it was at about fifth grade, I saw that, like, I wanted him to take the next step. And, you know, he got used to hearing me. I'd get on him, but, you know, like, I'm good at communicating and talking. But it was. But a- how, how, did, how did you say I got on him? How did you get on him? Well, so, like, every once in a while I yelled at him. If he, if he didn't give effort, if he had a bad attitude, I'd get on him about that. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about yelling. I'm talking yeah. about language. Well, so, so yeah, I coached for KC Premier, and it was uh, Coach Williams. He coached at the Running Rebels. They, were, they had a real good team. They, it's just football you're talking about. Basketball. Okay, basketball. They traveled all over the country, and they won tournaments all the time. They had all the best players. But that coach would cuss and yell at you and get on you. And I wanted my brother to go play with them so he can hear a different perspective, so he can hear a different – because, once again, I told you my playing career, even in college, it suffered because I wasn't good at taking a verbal beating. You know what I mean? I didn't have the patience for it. So I wanted to kind of prepare him because he wants to play ball. So you're – excuse me. So you're saying that it toughens kids up to hear that stuff. And I'm not saying necess- I'm not necessarily saying it toughens kids up, but I want you to see everything that's out there. So when you see that, you know how to deal with it. Because if you go to play high school ball, and you know I coach you nice until you get to high school, and then you get to a high school coach and he's different. I want you to be able to handle that and see what it is, and you, not take it a different way. You're bringing up a good point, but there's there's a point where being Mentally tough is not the same as being mentally abusive. I agree. And so, so if if your brother missed a shot, so let's just use this example. He misses a shot, and he's cursed at, yelled at, insulted, degraded because he missed a shot, and the effort was there, everything was there, but he missed it. What's the benefit of that? Okay, is that going to toughen him up? No, it's not going to toughen. It's, I don't care who you are. It's not going to toughen somebody up. When the effort's there, they're going for it, and they made a mistake. Well, so so the way I look at it, once again, just because I try to always, we can't control what we can't control. So if you do everything right, you get in trouble, you get cussed at, you either decide, all right, I'm going to leave there, or I'm going to come back with something else. Or, or you talk to the coach yes. and say, look. I want to talk with you, and, and you know, kids aren't going to do this. The parents have to do it. But when you get to be 14, 15, 16, you can do it. This is, what, <clears throat> this is what motivates me, and this is what doesn't motivate me. So if you want, to, you want to push me and challenge me, that's great. But calling me names, insulting me, 
cussing at me coach does not work. Well, so I know for a lot of coaches, especially the coaches that coach that way, they wouldn't hear that message. But what they could hear is if you're going back and talk to them and say, hey, what is it that I need to work on? What that, is it that you see yeah. in me? You know, like start a communi- start a path of communication so they can see, okay, I can talk to this kid differently. That's what I wish I did rather than get mad about it. You know, Well, the problem is, and this is where I'm coming from with this, you know, there there is not a coaching education program out there and that deals with this stuff directly for 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 a lot of sports, a lot of kids, coaches. And a lot of people coach well they they needed a coach and I played basketball when I was younger so I'll coach or you know they need an extra guy to help out or there's nobody coaching the soccer team I'll do it. And then you you have this whole issue with 14 kids on the team everybody's there for a different reason they want to play soccer obviously that's why they're there but some want to play and keep playing one some are doing because their parents make them do it some are doing because their friends are there how do you motivate them okay that's where you have to understand why is each each kid here what are their goals what do they want so when you have a kid who strikes out and you cuss him out because he struck out what's the benefit of that I, i i just don't see it you know some people, oh, it's going to toughen him up. It doesn't toughen somebody up. A good coach is going to take that kid aside and say, we're going to work on this in practice. Comes in the dugout say, look, we're going to work on this in practice. So at practice, you work with them on what they, what they swung at that they shouldn't have swung at, how to have a better at bat. That's coaching. But insulting and degrading and cussing them out doesn't accomplish anything positive. No, but, but see, and I agree. But... Like I said, the, the way I look at it, you, you can only control what you can control. So, like, I think coaches do need training. They need to do it a better way, learn how to do it a better way. But we can't hope for everybody to be good. Just like when you go work a job, we can't find, you know, we can't hope that that manager or that supervisor knows how to talk to people. You know what I mean? I, I, I agree to 100%, and there's nothing wrong with getting on kids for screwing up, making mistakes. But there's a way to do it in a construct. I'm not sitting here saying, I don't want people thinking, saying, oh, you struck out. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what you say is, look, we need to work on this. We need to help you get better. And we're going to do that at practice. I'm not saying you say, oh, don't worry. It's okay. That, that That's not what I'm getting at. Because you're going to screw What I'm saying is, let's figure out why you made that mistake. And, but I think that's why good coaches are rare. Well, well, I don't think they're so rare. I think there are a lot of good coaches out there, and everybody has who, who's made it. Everyone I've ever worked with at the professional level, and I work with tons of people at the professional level, have all told me about someone who was a positive impact in their life. It might have been a parent, might have been a coach, might have been a teacher. But someone who gave them a positive message that motivated them to get better, and and when they and when they were in a down a down place, and and that helped them get better. But that but so many of these people have told me about these awful coaches they've had. Not everybody, but a lot of them told me about these awful coaches they had who almost almost made them quit. But I think anybody that plays a sport. You're gonna, you're gonna have a few bad ones, 
and you're gonna and like and you got to figure out how to make that work for you. Exactly, exactly. But my whole point here is, I I said it earlier. My saying: a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. It's not about the coach. So when you get mad at a kid on your team for striking out, and you insult him or degrade him verbally, that's your issue. Okay, you're having an issue. If they struck out, they're trying, and you, you're angry at them. What's the what, what's the benefit of that? What? How are you helping them out? Okay, they're not happy about it either. So you you degrading them isn't going to help them. Now, there are some kids that have to be pushed that way, but that's where it comes back to, like I said earlier, when you take over a team, you understand why all the kids are there. What's this? This young person's reason for being on the team was this person's reason for being on the team. And then you get to understand the ones you have to push more and the ones you don't challenge as much. But then that's where a good coach is a good coach. But when you just think that, you know, somebody strikes out and you lose your temper at them, that doesn't, like I said earlier, it, it doesn't accomplish anything constructive. And that's where that's where I think... You know, I hear this stuff because of what I do. I get messages throughout the week, and I got several this past week after that show last week. Like I said, the, this mom of a college baseball player who you know walks walks a guy and just gets f bombed by the pitching coach, takes him out of the game and f bombed. Well, he didn't walk. He didn't walk him on purpose. You know, if he if he one thing, I'm going to do it on purpose. That that's a whole other deal. So, what's the benefit of that down the road? I don't see it. You know, I don't see it as a constructive way. Now, if if, if someone has a bad attitude, someone's not acting right, you get on them. But if someone screws up, you know, degrading them, insulting them is not the way, I think, to be a good motivator. No, I agree. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying coaches should be yelling and cussing at I'm kids. Not. I'm All right. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. You can just yell at me for for whenever I screw up here. No, no, <laughs> the point the point is this happens a lot. And unfortunately, because of what I do, I hear a lot of it. And I hear, you know, the bottom line is this comes down to self confidence. Self-confidence is the ability to believe in yourself, your skills, your abilities, your talents, what you can do. I talk about preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence. Confidence is the foundation of all of it. When your confidence is shaken, and everyone's confidence gets shaken at times, you have to lean internally to get out of it. And if you've been insulted, degraded a lot when you're younger, it's hard to get out of that because you turn to that negativity. I agree. And that's the that's the whole thing I'm trying to get at here today. So hopefully, you know, I think people who are going to listen to this and, and, and our, our shows that are podcasted, like I said, our shows are podcasted everywhere. And I, I get comments from that. Like I said, I heard from a, a, an individual in Australia this week about the show and how important the show is for, especially for coaches to listen to as well as athletes, but for coaches to listen to about what's the right way to teach these kids? What's the right way to motivate them? And, you know, look, every every kid is going to screw up. Every kid's going to make mistakes. And 
That's where a good coach is a good psychologist. I would say a bad coach is a sports psychologist. Good coaches get to know the kids they're coaching, and I don't care what level it is. Why are they here? What are their goals? What are their motivations? What are things we need to teach them? And that's where they try to work with them and understand them. A quote-unquote bad coach doesn't care about that because it's all focused on themselves. All right, hope you enjoy the show. You know, I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8. Our shows are podcast here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. They're podcasted all the sites, especially on my website, winnersunlimited.com, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, all over the place. If you have comments for me, you can always reach me at my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. Feel free to uh, follow me on Twitter at drj sports psych. Or give me a call at my office, 816-561-5556. This is stuff I talk about all the time, try to help people get better. You know, the reason I do this show is to help you as an athlete, a coach, a parent, an official, whatever, understand sports better, make it fun, grow from it, and learn from it. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday here on The Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.